Okay, so Bezras Hashem, tonight we're continuing with our series of Shirim on entering the Sea of Wisdom based on the weekly Torah of the Gon and the Tzaddik Rav Yitzchak Mary Morgenstern Shlita. And it's Zos Hanukkah, which, um, which there's so much that has to be said about Zos Hanukkah that we came to a point of realizing that nothing could be said, and all we can say is that this is what it is. So Zos is kind of the sum total of having so much that a person has to actually say, coming to realize the limit of human language or expression to convey the essence of what the day is and falling back into the most essential and irreducible way of expressing what something is and saying it is what it is. This is it, Zos Chanukah. It's also a time where the Rebbe has, uh, the Rebbe was an Uman for Shabbos, which was one of the Zmani Kibbutz by Rabbi Nachman. I believe it was Rosh Chodesh Nisan, Rosh Hashanah, and Shabbos Hanukkah, and this was the first time in about five or six years that the Rebbe has been in Uman. And so the Rebbe now is in Mezhebuz, actually. I just saw a video of the Rebbe davening by the, by the kever of the Baal Shem Tov. He was by the kever of the Mitla Rebbe. So, so really, really important things are, are taking place on Zos Hanukkah with living tzaddikim, connecting with tzaddik hedoros throughout the generations. And so it's just a special opportunity to, again, to kind of drink up the waters of the tzaddik's Torah to try and gain just a little bit of insight into what it could possibly mean for us, or at least for myself, where we're at. Now, the Nakuda that we're going to speak about tonight was spoken about last Shabbos. So it was, um, it was Parshas Vayeshev. And Parshas Vayeshev, what the Rebbe was talking about on Friday night at the Suda, is he was quoting from the Sefer of the Rimen of Tzadikim Be'eros Mayim. And the Baal Mechaber of Nishmas and Chadassin implies that this is actually something that the Rebbe has been doing for nearly every meal, not specifically the Rimen of Svarim, but always making sure to quote from at least one of the Svarim HaKadoshim and the Tamidim of the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh. The Nakuda that we're going to talk about is a Nakuda that stands at the very apex or the very center of Panimiya Satora and really what the Rebbe is speaking about most explicitly. And that is the place of Tainug, of pleasure, in the centrality of pleasure in the realm of Avodah Hashem. Now, surprisingly or unsurprisingly, when a person looks at the writings of the Mikubalim, and especially as it has been revealed through the writings of the Balei Hasidus, in particular Hasidus Chabad, and in particular the Rebbe Rashab, the fifth Lubavitcher Rebbe, in Hemshech Samech Vav, as well as Ayin Beis, is that when a person comes to the loftiest place in the kind of the tree of the spheros or in the olamos or in terms of what an individual is capable of grasping of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so to speak, in this world, we come to the level of keser. We come to that level of desire. Keser is both the roof of the lower level and it's also the ground floor of the level above it, which is why keser is always malchus. The highest level introduces us to the lowest level of the next level ad infinitum, because all it is is infinite iterations of worlds upon worlds. But suffice it to say that keser, or ratzon, represents the loftiest place that an individual is capable of experiencing godliness in this world. And there's a machlokas amongst the mikubalim as to what exactly is the anthropomorphic expression, what is the human psychological translation of keser, what does it mean to experience keser? So there are two elements of keser, 
And those two elements of Kesser express themselves in Ratzon and Tainug, desire and pleasure. And there's a machlokas, especially in the writings of the Rebbe Rashab, as to which is driving which. And ultimately, the innermost essential point of Kesser is Tainug, is pleasure. So pleasure clearly is not simply some fallen physical experience where a person enjoys some sort of sensuous experience, whether it be through the eyes, the ears, the nose, the mouth, or any other part of physical experience, because obviously that is not what pleasure represents. Pleasure represents something much more delicate, something more sublime. The first step that we have to take when trying to understand what the word tainug means in terms of avodas Hashem is that it is non-physical. Now, tainug can override the neshama and melt into the body as well so that the body begins to experience the spiritual bliss as well. As Rabbi Nachman says, that a person has to ensure to always make sure to be a balchesed with their body, to allow the spiritual nourishment of the neshama to be tasted by the body as well. And the Rebbe in his Yudtes Kislev Joshua of this year spoke in levels that I personally, it's not a raya, but the Rebbe has never spoken on this darga before, but it's the darga of how the body itself is in truth the loftiest site of spiritual experience. That's not an uncommon phenomenon as it's expressed in the writings of the Bali Hasidus, especially the seventh Lubavitcher Rebbe, but what the Rebbe speaks about is how the guf of Moshe Rabbeinu, which was an aspect of Matat, was also the Rebbe of Moshe Rabbeinu, trying to show and reveal that the body of the tzaddik or the body of the Jewish individual is in truth the teacher to the neshama, and la'asad lavo, our bodies are going to be teaching our souls what it means to encounter HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But suffice it to say that pleasure is not a physiological or sensual experience, but nevertheless, pleasure is something that each and every person has to understand and translate into their own personal idiom. Like nearly any other categorization or experience in spirituality, one size does not fit all, as Rabbi Nachman explains to us immediately as a person embarks upon the journey of studying Primia Satora and all of our tzaddikim in unison announce that what one person experiences is not necessarily true for the other person, but rather each and every person has their own grasp of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So the two elements we have so far about Tainig are that it is not a physical pleasure and that it is not singular or uniform across the board, and each and every person has to encounter what pleasure means in their own sense. The next step in understanding pleasure, Lufiya Daiti, is to make a distinction between the cessation of pain and the affirmative experience of something pleasant. Typically, when we consider pleasure to be something we experience, very often we're talking about the renunciation or the cessation of pain, undoing suffering, getting rid of something that's bothering me. And while that is certainly a prerequisite in the path towards pleasure, like we spoke about last week in terms of sur meirah for the sake of asetov, nevertheless, the cessation of pain or the negation of displeasure is not necessarily the spiritual pleasure that the Svarim HaKadoshim are speaking about. So again, just the setup expressions that we have towards leading us to the fact that we don't know exactly what pleasure means is that number one, it's not physical. Number two, it is something unique to each and every individual according to their own spiritual sensibilities and their psychological posture. Number three, it is not simply the cessation of suffering. And then number four leads us into that space of pleasure where 
no matter what pleasure is, it brings with it a sense of satisfaction. In a state of pleasure, a person feels that I have exactly what I need at this moment. I don't have to look elsewhere to find benefits. I have the benefit within myself and I can find pleasure and presence and satisfaction and calmness and menucha and simcha and a, a sense of serenity that this serene pleasure that descends upon a person when they are truly aware of the fact that they are doing everything that they possibly need to be doing. There is nothing left for them to do. There is no fear of being found out or caught or being left behind. There's no fear of missing out. It's a sense of, I find myself where I am in this moment. The person encounters their self in a quiet state of self, not self-sufficiency, God forbid, but a self-sufficiency where the self and all of its egocentric idiosyncratic syncrasies kind of melt away and meld into the aniha elyon of aniha shamalukechem of ayam hakadosh baruch Hu, that elevated sense of the true eye of hakadosh baruch Hu. in a state of pleasure a person lets go of their ego and melts into whatever it is they're doing at that moment and this inner quiet state of pleasure of fullness which is related to the expression of keser within the neshama is a guiding principle in avodas hashem and especially in the rebbe's writings in terms of the different layers and gradations of pleasure and non-pleasure and felt pleasure and unfelt pleasure and conscious pleasure unconscious pleasure and unconscious pleasure being made conscious and all of the different iterations. The Rebbe more than other tzaddikim spoke very much about Tainug and ultimately, as is clear from the writings of Biyam Darkecha, which are based on the Rebbe's writings, Tainug is the engine that drives all things. So with that being said, the, the Rebbe is going to open us up to a teaching from the Be'eros Mayim, from Rav Hirsch Meriminov, and then the Rebbe is going to kind of bring it into a place that he speaks about most specifically in an Avoidus Hashem. So this is on page Yud Zayin, and it's again very much connected to the light of Hanukkah, the light of Tainug of Panimia Satora, the Tainug of Or, the Tainug of Or Haganus that the Vilnagon speaks about at the end of Tzafiditz Nyusa, which is a Tainug that is so great that it overwhelms every element of conscious awareness or distinction to the extent that a person can't even claim that I am experiencing pleasure because the pleasure melts away the sense of self. So based on the Pasuk, Yosef ben Sheva Asreishana, right? Yosef was 17 years old. And again, the Pratis, this is on page 17 as well. Chazar al kama diburei kodesh al harav hakodesh harebi rav hirsh me rimenov tzchusiyah ganalinu me sefer hakodesh beiros mayim. So the Rebbe reviewed a number of teachings from the the holy tzaddik rav hirsh of rimenov from the sefer beiros mayim ukimedumali shekvar sheherba shabbosos noheglomer bechol suda shabbos kodesh mitzvah hakodesh manal. And it appears to me, says the the compiler of these teachings of the Rebbe, close Talmud of the Rebbe, that this is a sefer that the Rebbe very often kind of goes to, especially in these parshios. The Harishon Shabahem, and the first teaching that the Rebbe utilizes, and the Rebbe based to Shalashudistrash on this as well, Harishon Shabahem, who altevois Sheva Asreishana. What does it mean that Yosef was 17 years old? Who altevo Sheva Asreishana Vizelushana Kodesh. This is the language of Hershme Rimenov. He named Ben, 
of Ben Esreishana, Humelashan Havana. Ben is from the language of Bina, which means contemplation and understanding. Sheva, which really means seven, is also from the language of Sovea, which means satisfaction. And Asra Shana, Sheva Asre Shana, Shana, which is Gematria 365, is famously the same Gematria as Svira. So what we have here is Hainuki Haya Mavin Echla Hasbia Etz Asmoi Behaesos Rav Hirsch Rimanov says that Vahaya Ben Esresh Sheva Esreshana means that he understood he was Maven from the language of Ben to satisfy himself from the language of Sheva through the spheros, which are the, the gematria of Shana, meaning he drew his satisfaction, he drew his pleasure from the encounter, the contemplation of the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu reveals himself in this world. And the teaching from Hirsch Rimenover goes on and it says, Haya Raya es Achiv, and he was kind of searching out for his brothers along with the sheep. By learning how to find satisfaction through the contemplation contemplation of the spheros themselves, he was ra'i to be a leader. And the Rebbe opens up on this, this notion of satisfaction through the contemplation of spirituality. The Pirish Pinimiyasa Inyan and what the Rebbe describes is as follows: Shekiv and Shahaya Yosef Atzadik ben Sheva Asrei Shana Shuzman Shel Ritichas Sadamim. That because Yosef Atzadik was at a young age of seventeen, a time where temptation and physical pleasure were ever present on a physiological level, Vuzman Shel Alul Hayitzahar Lehiskaber Alav Chas V'Shalom. And it was a time in a state of concealment, in a Ervas Haaretz, in those constrictions of Mitzrayim, having lost himself completely or at least externally losing himself. It was a time where he was liable to fall into the trap of this worldly pleasure. He was liable to fall into the notion that physiological pleasure, even psychological pleasure, is the driving force of existence. And therefore, specifically because that temptation, that desire for pleasure, that pleasure drive, that pleasure principle, that need to feel satisfaction, because Yosef was encountering it on a physiological level, he understood the need to double himself down and throw himself completely and unabashedly into the spiritual blissful pleasures of taking pleasure in the godly contemplation of the spheros and the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu interacts with the world. Like we explained elsewhere, Shemuva b'makum acher, as we explained before, that if a person wants to understand what is the proactive affirmative stance that a person can take in this world in terms of creating holiness and purity in their lives, typically we speak about refraining, typically we speak about staying away, the negative, the tzur meirah. And what is the positive, affirmative stance that a person can make? It's finding pleasure in the relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's by getting up and ensuring that our spiritual experience brings with it a certain element of pleasure, of sustainability, of feeling whole, of feeling satisfied in that moment. That is the way that a person creates the reservoir of pleasure for themselves. Like the language of the Rambam, that in truth, the essential way to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu is with the greatest amount of inner pleasure and experience possible. 
And this is what brings Dveikas to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, like Rashi tells us in Masechah Sanhedrin, She'ein Dveikas Ele that the only way for a person to actually learn how to connect to something fully is through pleasure. Because like we said, pleasure is that sense of satisfaction, of enoughness. And if I have enough where I am, I don't need to seek out connection anywhere else. Anytime I desire to seek connection elsewhere to find external pleasures, it means that I am not drawing enough pleasure from the thing in front of me at this moment. That somebody who finds that inner quietude, that inner silent form of pleasure, not that loud pleasure, but that inner self-satisfaction, in all of its various forms, that by finding pleasure, by by drawing pleasure, by becoming intoxicated on holiness, as memela, the desire to become intoxicated on the opposite of holiness falls away. And v'hainu sur meira shall all of these different things, how do we stay away? How does a person stay away? And this connects us right back to what we spoke about last week. The way that we stay away from negativity is by the asetov, is by throwing ourselves into Kedusha, by finding pleasure, by finding satisfaction, by allowing ourselves to take comfort in the service of God. We very rarely allow ourselves to take the prerequisite or the necessary comfort by simply being aware that I have a Muna in the world. There's no greater substance in the world than a Muna. It's the one thing that doesn't go away. It's the one thing that can't be extinguished. And Muna provides the self with the deep, quiet, self-soothing pleasure that emerges from the central point of the heart to make me feel like I'm okay in this moment. And when a person draws pleasure from that place, they don't have to look anywhere else for it. Like the Vitebsker Slusa Yoganolenu wrote in his famous letter, that the Jewish soul comes from a place of pleasure. We come from that place of Keser. We come from that place of Hisanig Al Hashem. We come from that place of Oinig Shabbos. We come from that Sha'ashuim Panimium, from the inner pleasure, that unspoken pleasure of the back and forth within the self, in and of itself. We come from that place, and if we don't give room for that place to be heard properly, then we're going to be dragged across the earth to find external fallen forms of pleasure. And if we can't find that self-satisfactory pleasure through Avedis Hashem and spirituality and the Torah and mitzvot and Shabbos and Yemen Tovim and conversation, then and only then do we find ourselves falling down into the pits of despair and seeking out pleasure in Boris Nishbaros and empty and vacant bankrupt places. So the avoid of Hanukkah, the avoid of the Torah of the Tzaddikim, the avoid of Pnimiya Satar, like the Avni Nezer writes in his Akdama to his parish on the Lamatas Malachos, Igle Tal, that the Iker Nikud of Torah Lishma is to find Oineg and Hana'a in one's learning. Because Oineg and Hana'a, that self-satisfaction that a person encounters when they're truly present in front of something, and they allow the notion of spirituality to soothe the anxious soul, there's no greater pleasure than that. And when a person finds that Oineg, at that point, there's nothing higher than that oineg. And by throwing ourselves deeply into the ta'anugim of Torah, into the Torah of the tzaddike hadoros, that way we're going to move further and further away from the desire to find that pleasure elsewhere. Be'ezrus